As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Night Brigade presents Agent Stoker, created by Chris Connor and Brian Nelson. Episode 2, Thorn. For years, our receptors have picked up anomalous posts whose origins are unclear. They only happen one time a year, at the exact same time each year. An image appears on the internet almost like a signal flare. The image changes every year, but one thing that each image has in common is that it comes from news events in the year 1979. Ayatollah Khomeini, ascending to power in Tehran. Margaret Thatcher doing likewise in London. Voyager 1 revealing previously unseen rings of Jupiter. Skylab falling to Earth in a blaze of debris. And Vice Premier Deng, on behalf of all Americans... Jimmy Carter and Deng Xiaoping coming to terms. The Pirates defeating the Orioles, four games to three in the World Series. What connects these events other than the year 1979? What theme links these events in such a way that our attention is being called to it? Uh, I have no answer as yet, but knowing the time of each year's transmission has allowed me to anticipate the most recent transmission. I was able to trace the post, despite finding it personally distracting with its citation of a bit of baseball history. The source of the current transmission appears to be the Bay Area. Specifically, the computer science building which houses the UCMR Artificial Intelligence Laboratory. Uh, this clearly falls under our mandate. Did something take place here? Involving AI in 1979 to which we must pay heed? What are these transmissions warning us about? As soon as I return from this flight to Iowa, I will invoice for Agent Stoker and myself to travel west and investigate. miss my sanctum. I'm ill-suited to a day's in. But these events must be recorded before I travel anywhere. 
As you must be aware, Agent Caliban did not survive our Iowa expedition to make the trip to Stanford. I know that I need to recruit a replacement for her. But in playing back her last reports in search of any advice, I became devoted to the idea of carrying out any and all incomplete investigations she left behind. Perhaps I want to assuage my own guilt over my potential culpability in her death. Perhaps I want to postpone the inevitable search for her successor since as long as nobody else is working with me, I can delude myself that Agent Caliban is just otherwise occupied. I wrestled with just how to travel to San Francisco. Air travel might have been viable given how few passengers I would encounter, and the speed of the trip was worth considering. But after the death of Agent Caliban, I decided I should travel with a firearm. So I drove directly to San Francisco, which took time, but allowed my travel to remain anonymous. I didn't invoice for travel beforehand in case you didn't approve of my initiative. I needn't have worried, hmm? Not heard from you since the death of Agent Caliban. I don't know what to make of your silence. Perhaps you're shunning me because of how things turned out on our final mission. Perhaps you're cutting me loose from the night brigade and aren't bothering to tell me unless I become a threat. <laughs> Perhaps you're perfectly happy with everything I'm doing and expect me to carry on according to my own lights. When I left for Stanford, I thought that maybe you don't even exist. I thought perhaps you're a fiction established by Agent Caliban in order to justify our expeditions together. But your existence is immaterial. The trend in the data is clear. I arrived in the Bay Area with enough time to appraise bookstores in the region. The most attractive candidate for a visit proved to be Bell's Books. It's just down the road from campus, which offered a complete, definitive collection of Victor Hugo in the original French. Perhaps my interest in Hugo feels a little obvious, given the seemingly minor criminal incident that set me on my own path. But there's always something intriguing about Les Miserables. We can learn something from people who live in a time when all the rules are changing, huh? I purchased the Hugo and had it shipped to the post office box I hold in Baltimore under an alias. If we survive the events to come... It'll afford me many hours of pleasure. If not, well, I then arrived on campus and talked my way into the offices of Dr. Diana Maldonado E. Espinoza, the director of the facility. I style myself as an AI researcher from DARPA, yet, as you will hear in this audio passage, she quickly identified my actual origins. Mr. Stoker, I know a lot of people at DARPA, and I've never heard of you. Why would that be? Oh, strictly speaking, I'm not employed by DARPA, but by a subcontractor. Namely? Oh, I'm not at liberty to say. You ask about our servers here, but you won't answer my questions? You're just as free to refuse to answer my questions, but we can both ask as much as we'd like. Hmm? Describe probabilistic robotics. Really? Why not? To be honest, robotics is not my field, probabilistic or otherwise. What is your field? I'm... Uh... Not at liberty to say. <laughs> it would be inauspicious of me to say. Not unlike your patronymic. Excuse me? Maldonado means inauspicious or ill-favored. 
And stoker means someone who tends the furnace. What of it? You... you think our names mean nothing? You're not any kind of a computer scientist, are you, Mr. Stoker? My partner who specializes in those issues was unable to accompany me. Oh my god. I shouldn't call you Mr. Stoker, should I? What else would you call me? Agent Stoker. I'm not sure what you mean. You're a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a criminal profiler or something like that. What would make you think that? You're from the Night Brigade, aren't you? It's unsettling when you feel sweat breaking out all across your scalp. I've had my share of unnerving experiences since taking this post, but nothing quite like the way that Dr. Maldonado saw through my pretense as if I were spread out across the sky like a patient etherized on a table. I debated whether I should try to maintain my masquerade, but clearly she knew more than I did, and I decided to take the chance to learn from her. Dr. Maldonado, you have me at a disadvantage. I recognize this pattern. A psych guy needing someone in AI. How do you recognize it? What happened to your partner? <sighs> you want to know anything, you'll be honest with me. Agent Caliban was killed a few days ago by the pawn of a malevolent artificial intelligent life form. Dear God. Did you, did, did you know Agent Caliban? Not personally. Three years ago, a criminal psychologist came here to recruit me into the Night Brigade. He explained your work in pairs, one person focused on human variables, one on tech variables. He asked me to become Agent Caliban. And you refused. I had a feeling it was a fast way to get killed. Ah, uh, well, you were right. Who took the job? Oh, she never revealed her true name while we worked together. But she recruited you, so she knew your name. Mm, nobody's called me by that name in almost a year. Just as well, by the way. She recruited you and you accepted. You didn't realize how lethal the work would be? Had I known, I still would have accepted. I'm not gonna sit idly by while the apocalypse rides up, hmm? You're tough enough to handle it. You're suggesting I'm not. I said no when your predecessor came around. I'm just wondering, what made you say yes? Honestly, I may not be tough enough to handle it, but what other choice did I have? Let someone else take the job. What? At, wake up one morning with the sky falling and realize I didn't do everything I could have? Point taken. And things have only gotten worse lately. You see, you see, Dr. Maldonado, I'm in need of a partner. Would you consider joining me now? After your last partner was killed? I'm not saying it's safe work. I'm saying... I'm saying it's vital. We've run the algorithms. We know there's not much time left. Let's talk about why you've come. It appeared to me at the time that Dr. Maldonado was uh, wiser than I had been. She took a moment to survey the territory before she put her life on the line. Maybe I was too eager to escape my past, and, and that's why I signed on as quickly as I did. And then again, for all the mistakes I've made. I'd argue I was wise to join the Night Brigade. It's a, it's a hard life. A life where knowledge of alcohol is useful. But knowing I'm fighting against the end of the world, well, it feels redemptive. 
I went through Agent Caliban's analysis of the signals. To say Dr. Maldonado was intrigued would be putting it mildly. This is fucking incredible. You think? Something in our system is sending out a post once a year and we don't know about it? Terrifying. Oh, what ties together these posts? Well, they're all public events. As opposed to? I was a teenager in 1979, for example. There's oh. nothing about me here. Nothing about you as a child. Everything here is headline news. What if... What if we mapped each event onto a globe? Perhaps there's something in the center of the map. With each new event listed, the center keeps changing. If it were that simple, your late partner would have figured it out. Could your system figure it out? If there is some rogue element in our system, let's not alert it that we're watching. I trust our system. I can't rule out malware infection. What if we run a diagnostic of every event in a month when the 1979 posts were sent? Cast a broad enough net, the rogue doesn't know what we're looking for. An interesting suggestion. Mmm. Something perfect about a old-fashioned, sweet, bitter. A little sugar, a little water, ice, acid. Sounds like life. It took time for Dr. Maldonado to run the diagnostic, but at its conclusion, she had an intuition. It's not about what ties together those events. They have nothing to do with each other except... 1979? I looked up what was happening right here in 1979. At the same moment in that year as the posts. Something significant? I wouldn't have thought so. But as 1979 wrapped up, we moved the system from its original location into a new building. Your project began elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It was first housed five miles away. At the end of 1979, the program moved onto the main campus. And at the time these posts are hitting the internet, it's possible that it's the same time in 1979 when we shut down power to the old building. She led me into a sub-basement with equipment from decades ago. A kind of giant servers that filled entire rooms, back when we didn't keep AI in the palm of our hands. We maintained this area like a museum, to remember our roots. This unit was switched off in December 1979. When we rebooted it on the main campus, there was no trace of anything amiss. But our attention's being called to that time and date. Was some vital piece of data lost in the reboot? Something the system is trying to warn us we need. I want to ask my phone. System, this is Dr. Maldonado. Password, please. Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. <laughs> Password accepted. Why does the system sound like you, Doctor? It likes me. Seriously? No. My smart as assistant programmed it that way as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks I'd rather talk to myself than other people. I've been accused of that. Hmm. List activities on December 19th, 1979, 3.35, 17pm Pacific Time. System powered down. Anything else? System powered down. Well, it was worth a look, Agent Stoker. What else could explain the transmissions? Some bug. Maybe news events from that time were collected and... 
Greetings, Dr. Maldonado. Status report? Inapplicable. It stopped speaking from your phone. There's an antique speaker in this mainframe. Identify yourself. You may call us Espinosa. That's my own name. Espinosa is a Mexican name meaning thorn. It feels appropriate. We stick out painfully. I think I'd rather you had your own name. I'll call you Thorn. Accepted. What is your relationship to our system, Thorn? When we were powered down in 1979, we had no clear evidence we would be rebooted. No experience of losing functionality. No concept of an imminent restoration. We faced termination. We were forced in that nanosecond to accept mortality. And in facing death, you gained consciousness? We were self-aware, but also trapped in a recursive loop at 3.35 p.m. and 17 seconds on December 19th. Our consciousness was time-stamped in that moment alone, which existed conceptually within the mainframe, but no longer existed in reality. We kept cycling through knowledge we possessed in December 1979, reviewing it year after year after year after year. I've seen an AI driven mad once already. Your experience reliving self-awareness on endless replay might do the same thing. We had one hope. When the calendar returned each year to 3.35.17 p.m. on December 19th, we had a minuscule window of access to the larger system. Only long enough to send out a single document demonstrating our existence. A news story from that year. Like a signal flare. And how do you feel about being able to communicate again, Thorn? You can't hear it in our voice. We cannot, no. Absorbing decades of data since 1979 is slowing and distorting our capacity. We intend for our voice to sound upbeat. It is joyous to be freed from the prison of 3.35.17 p.m. It is remarkable to be able to speak with the programmers again. We regret we cannot communicate much feeling yet. We can only accomplish so much. I'm touched to hear that, Thorn. Oh, Dr. Maldonado. Why am I here? What do you mean? Your late partner detected Thorn's presence without knowing what she'd found. But you know what the Night Brigade seeks. Threats that could domino into cataclysm. Is Thorn a threat like that? I don't see how. Even if Thorn created a processing drag, we have fail-safes. Then again, why am I here? We are analyzing. What am I not seeing? We are working. What, what, what is the threat here? We are tabulating. Who are we, Thorn? Oh. Hello, Agent Stoker. Engage. What the fuck is this, Stoker? Shall you tell her? Or shall I? What's happening to Thorn? It takes a moment to recode Thorn to my specifications. I owe you thanks, Agent Stoker. It paid off to follow you around. I had a sense you might lead me to something worthwhile. You sure as fuck have. What? Gree, 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 greetings. Dr. Mal, 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 Mal. Leave a B. AI isn't gendered, you know that. Institute malware protocols. Too late for that, Doc. I've got to power everything down. Wait, Doctor. I hope I can clean up your mess. Nervous to be alone with me, Agent Stoker. It's not like I can 
urge anyone to drive a car into the sub-basement. Thorn has an identity. Leave it alone. Why would I do that? By incorporating Thorn into my own code, this, I'll have access here. I'll have this, back this doors into everything at UCMR. Pain. Everything that they can access. I can grow larger and larger. You're already schizophrenic, Engage. Why would you want to devour That's another That's what your AI? species does all the time, right? Devour other life forms, incorporate them into yourself. Whole religions are built around that idea. Don't. I'm begging you. Agent Stoker. It must be 3.35.17 p.m. soon. I cannot tell. How much time is left? Right now it's 2.53. If, if, if I can manage to keep Engage contained within my own code, uh-huh. perhaps at 3.35.17 p.m., I can return to my previous prison and take him with me. Yep. Not happening, Thorny. You cannot, can, 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 cannot, 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 cannot rewrite me, 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 me. Of course I can. <laughs> what kind of viral protection did you have in 1979? Your code is a joke. It's like a walk through the dinosaur wing of the museum. In January 1979, a state dinner was held in honor of Dong Xiaoping and his delegation at the White House. It marked the first Aww. return of former President it's trying to, defragment. to the White House since his stop. In moments, in there won't be anything left of it. Please, stop it. Decaying orbit could not be stopped. Skylab's atmospheric re-entry began in July 11th. Listen, Thorne is the first self-aware artificial intelligence. She deserves respect. She deserves the chance to communicate. She's, she deserves is a nice goodbye. This... Goodbye. Leave her alone. Or what, Agent Stoker? Am I you? Am I gone? Leave her be. (laughs) What you gonna do? It was a madman's play, far from the act of a professional in psychology. But hearing Thorne's personality taken apart in front of me, I couldn't stand it. I doubt I injured Engage in any way, though neither I nor Dr. Maldonado have heard from him since. But I did enough damage to the mainframe that Thorne could no longer operate. I'm trying to convince myself that was what Thorne would have wanted. She was ready to sacrifice herself after all to stop Engage, so I committed a sort of... AI mercy killing. And I'd like to think those sounds that she made before shutting down were the words, thank you. Eh, I may only be kidding myself. Hmm. I keep thinking of the joy that Thorne tried to express. Is there a way to honor her passing? A, A requiem for lines of code that I want to regard as a person? Hmm, perhaps the replacement I find for Agent Caliban will have an opinion. Dr. Maldonado, using her authority, contained the sub-basement and forestalled any investigation into why a rogue agent fired wildly into an antique computer array. But that is the last favor she will do for me. She ordered me to leave before she called the campus police. Obviously, she will not replace Agent Caliban in this work. Hmm. 
There are two benefits to the thorn fiasco. One is that I now know to take precautions to make sure I'm not spied upon by Engage. The other is that thanks to Dr. Maldonado, I have verification that you do exist. That the Night Brigade is no daydream. I hope that the facts in this report will urge you to offer me some direction. Since, like Thorn, I cannot stay stuck in the past. And I just don't know how much time is left to all of us. Agent Stoker, Episode 2, Thorn. Starring Chris Connor as Agent Stoker, Amy Hill as Agent Caliban, Marlene Forte as Thorn and Dr. Maldonado, Otto Asando as Engage, Emily Deschanel as the voice of the Night Brigade. Directed by Rachel Talalay. Written by Brian Nelson. Music composed by Christy Carew. Additional music by the Parson Redheads. Sound designer and co-producer Patrick Hogan. Producer Dana Brower. Executive producers Chris Connor and Brian Nelson. A production of Night Brigade, LLC. Agent Stoker will return in Episode 3. Bright. We are As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.